What's good, everybody? Welcome into a very special episode, NFL future episode of the Early Edge. We are powered by the almighty sports sign. I, of course, am the coach. We have a daily show every single day in the morning. We're adding a bunch of shows for the NFL and college football season, but this is about futures. So what have we done? We brought in the three smartest, sharpest minds in all the lands. So let's bring in the stars of the show. You know the man right next to me. He is the maestro. What's up, Mr. Hartstein? Well, I am just honored to be included in that group. Let's get it. Let's get it. Mr. At Prop Stars. Props are his thing. Alex, welcome to the Early Edge, sir. Thank you, Coach. Stoked to be here. Oh, I can tell. You're very, very <laughs> uh Now, nobody can be more stoic than my guy, the number one handicapper at Sportsline. I put him in a bubble from February to August, and when he comes out, he's locked and loaded. RJ White, what's up, man? I'm glad I can finally breathe again now that you let me out of that. You need to put some air holes in it next time. And you know, coach, it's been a couple of years since uh, RJ cashed in the super contest. And I just think it's kind of been building. It's been a couple of years since his two huge caches. So I think it's going to be a pretty awesome year. I, I have a feeling too. There, are, There's nobody that knows more about NFL than this guy right here. And you guys are all amazing. So this episode, we're focusing on the AFC South. Last year, the COVID season, only two teams, Tennessee and Indy, had double-digit wins, 11 for each. Phil Rivers, he's gone. He's coaching high school in Alabama. And Tennessee, they look like they're going to be a pretty good team. So let's start with season win totals. And, RJ, I know you've got a couple that you really love. Give them to me. Yeah, we're going to skip those two teams first. We're going to go down to the Jaguars. I like them under six wins at plus 120. I got this a few weeks ago at six and a half. One. Uh, I still like it at six wins with plus money. Urban Meyer has looked out of his depth. Like It seems like all the decisions he makes, uh, people are, are on Twitter just bemoaning him and what is he doing with a lot of these things. So I really don't have a good feeling about this team. The defense might be the worst in the league. Josh Allen is their best player. He was a highly talented player coming out of Kentucky. He had just two and a half sacks in 2020, so it's not like he's making a huge impact. And Trevor Lawrence is, is the golden track. He comes in. Everybody expects him to turn this franchise around and he might be great, but expecting him to win seven games in his rookie year with this roster, this offensive line, this terrible defense, a coach that might not know what he's doing. That's asking a ton for me. So I like under six wins. Um, you know, I, the only thing that could mess that up to me is if the Colts just keep on falling apart and they become easier to play for the Jaguars, because I'm not even sure the Jaguars beat the Texans in week one. That That's, that's where I am with the Jaguars at this point. Um, so speaking of the Colts, the Colts seem to be the bad luck injury team this year. I was going to be on their over. I did like their over, but uh, if they hit their ceiling, I think they're still capable of winning the division if Wentz stays healthy. Um, but you know, it, they kind of feel like the 2020 Eagles, you know, just injuries keep on happening and they keep falling apart. Um, so I like Titans going over nine and a half wins at minus one Oh five. Uh, Tannehill's a sneaky, good quarterback. He might be even be elite. You know, we can have that, that discussion, but he has maybe the best one, two punch in football at receiver as well in uh, AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Plus obviously the elite running back of Derrick Henry, who leads the league in rushing and just seems impossible to tackle at all times. So even if the defense is bad again, I think the offense will get this team to 10 wins if they reach their potential. And it's there to lose. Um, so I know these guys are going to talk that up, but I think we're getting a better price here than division odds just in case the Colts reach their ceiling and um, and things start to go turn around for the Colts. I think things are still going to get to 10 wins easy. So minus one, a great price for us. Let me ask you this, and I hate to put you on the spot, but how much in your handicapping and doing all your research during the summer did that extra game play into what you uh what you figured 
Well, I typically like to go with the unders in in, in these bets anyway, just because the market is tilted toward the overs. People like betting overs, so they throw a few more wins on the win on in the market than are actually possible to hit. So I'm always looking unders anyway. Now, when you look at this 17 game schedule, the AFC gets the, the 17th game at home while the NFC goes on the road. So I'm a little more more okay betting these overs for these AFC teams than I would be on FC teams that I'm kind of on the fence on. So Titans, if this was one that you're on the fence, I think having that extra game at home helps being in a bad division helps. Whereas if you take a similar team and you're on the fence in the NFC, you know, you probably are looking to the under or staying away. Did you hear that nugget? Everybody watching at home, pay attention. Little nuggets matter. Little nuggets matter. All right, let's turn our attention now to team props. And the Titans, they're a sexy pick for a lot of different reasons, but especially on this preview show, future show. Prop stars, let's start with you. What do you got? Yeah, so I've got the Titans to make the playoffs at minus 150. I agree with a lot of the points that RJ made regarding Ryan Tannehill. I think he's um, quietly blossomed into an elite quarterback. He combined for 40 touchdowns last year, which was pretty amazing. Um, They also play in the softest division in the NFL which is a huge advantage getting to play the Jaguars and the Texans and the Colts two times each. Um, they made a giant splash in the off season by acquiring Julio Jones, who I think to bookend AJ Brown makes for one of the better wide receiver tandems in the league. And uh, yeah, I just think there's not a lot of competition and the Titans are a great explosive offense who, in my opinion, should have a pretty easy path to making the playoffs. You know, and I agree wholeheartedly with that. Um, Yeah, I also want to mention that even though the defense has been terrible, Vrabel is a defensive guy. I mean, you bring in Bud Dupree, Danico Autry, draft Caleb Farley. These guys should make this defense more competitive. Uh, So I love them to make the playoffs. You know, Ryan Tanhill, the passer rating the last two years, 117, 107. It's not a fluke. It's, you know, that first year everyone was like, oh, you know, it's just, it's never going to happen again. Well, it happened again. So I think we can expect it again, especially with Julio and AJ and Derrick Henry and Ferkser's not bad and a very solid offensive line. But I also love them to make the division, and that price is even cheaper. You can get it at minus 120, and that has to do with the Colts. It has to do with, obviously, we're discounting the Texans and Jaguars. That goes without saying. You you talk about Wentz being hurt, Nelson being hurt. If any team needed to get some continuity, to mesh with their receivers, to mesh with the O-line, it was the Colts. Listen to their first eight games. I want to give you the Colts' first eight games. You have got Seattle, the Rams at the Titans, at the Dolphins, at the Ravens. That's three straight road games. Then you get a basically a bye where you host the Texans, and then you go at 49ers and host the Titans. Those are the first eight games. So I'm not going to be shocked to see the Colts at three and five uh, after eight games. So Larry, let me ask you something real quick. Um, are you, are, do you see more of a chance of the Titans winning the division with nine games than you do them getting over 10 games, getting to 10 games? Is that why you like this price better than the over at nine and a half? Correct. Correct. Interesting. Talk about. I, I just I'm down on the Colts. Uh, you know, I love the Titans, but I'm down on the Colts, and I would rather do this than go over on Tennessee's win total. Yeah, I, I have it the other way. I think the Colts could still break right and get things together, be strong in the second half, and get to still win the division with like a ten or eleven wins. And if I'm sitting on ten wins with the Titans, I don't want to be holding a division ticket. I'd rather have a, a, a over ticket with a cheaper price. You know, so that's why I went with them instead of the division. It's, it's funny, RJ, that you mentioned price because as, as I was looking the run, at the rundown today and I saw that Prop Stars, Maestro, they were on the Titans making playoffs for minus 160. I thought, hmm. Then I thought to myself, 
These are two of the brightest minds in the NFL. So Maestro, the juice certainly here. It's worth the squeeze. You're damn right it is. <laughs> and it is on the ties that made the playoffs. Oh, that felt so good. Uh, all right. We got to move on. Player props. All right. And I believe when I say props, then prop stars would have the most. And I'm correct. Give them to me, Alex. Yes, sir. I've got three player props for you that I like a lot, Coach. First one being A.J. Brown. Over eight and a half receiving touchdowns. Brown's had 19 touchdowns in just 30 games since joining the NFL. He's actually never had over 106 targets in a season, which was a huge shock to me. I think he's in for a huge increase in his target share. I also believe the Titans are going to – the defense is going to struggle, like resulting in them having to throw – a lot more than normal. I think it's totally within the realm of range of outcomes for him to have between 120 to 130 targets. Um, he's a tremendous red zone weapon. I think he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. And I think after the season, double digit touchdowns is going to be something that he could uh, pull off quite easily. Um, the next prop that I like a lot is this one might be a little more unpopular, but it's Derrick Henry under 1,525 rushing yards. Looking at the historical splits of running backs that have joined the 2,000 yard club, only uh, two running backs have ever had over 1,200 yards in their following season. Um, only two of the seven, excuse me, uh, every back in the 2K club has also seen their attempts and yards plummet the following season. Um, yeah, no running back has ever had over 1,500 yards coming off of a 2,000-yard season. So, yeah, just all the historical splits are really working against Henry having a big year following his monstrous 2,000-yard season. So I think it's going to be really tough for him to replicate his 2020 season. And finally, the last prop that I like is Jonathan Taylor finishing with the most rushing yards in the NFL at plus 1,200. Um, in the final six games of the season, Taylor was averaging 20 carries, 123 yards, which extrapolates to over 2,000 yards in a 16-game season. The Colts also have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Um, he also benefits from playing in the NFC South, getting to play the Titans, Jaguars, and Texans defense. So, yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor is a great long shot to lead the league in rushing this year. You talk about those high volume guys plummeting the next year, and that's because a lot of them with that workload, it's just hard to maintain that and you get injured. People will come at you with for that one and say, well, Derrick Henry's indestructible. He's built like no other. You know, he just doesn't get injured. That's not the case. He could still suffer, you know, some foot injury that knocks him out for a game or two. And I think if that happens, I mean, he has everything to go right, 16, 17 games to, to get over that total. Um, but if he is missing a game or two, I think that does open up the uh, the most rushing yards prop for someone else to win it. And I also have Jonathan Taylor at plus 1,200. Six of his top seven rushing games came in his last six games. Team's going to keep on him. Wentz is recovering from injury in the summer, likely behind in his prep. Now he's sitting because of COVID uh, protocol. Uh, now with Hilton hurt, uh, Taylor's going to be the focal point of the offense. There's no doubt in my mind that they're going to feed him a ton. Um, they're probably going to need uh, Henry and Cook to miss a game or two, like I mentioned with Henry. Um, uh, but that's not crazy to happen. And those odds are a little more inflated. So I'm looking a little bit in those guys to someone like Taylor. You can also play over 12, 50 and a half rushing yards if you want the more sure thing for a smaller payout. But I like getting this little lottery ticket out there. Amazing. A couple of things that stood out to me before we get to the recap about the AFC South is that Houston is such a mess. They're willing to leave Deshaun Watson on the 53 man roster and literally just give a, a guy away and play with 52 every week. I've never heard of a team doing that before. Never heard of it. It's crazy. The other thing and plays into some of what you guys are talking about. AJ 
with the Titans has been so complimentary of Julio Jones and learning from him. I don't think there's an ego issue here at all. I think they want to work together, which is going to help a lot of these props and totals that we're talking about. I think it's been amazing to watch what he has said about Julio uh, Jones during the preseason. I've loved it. All right. We're up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the recap, and it looks glorious. Prop Stars is on the Titans to make the playoffs. Minus 160. Juice is worth the squeeze there. A.J. Brown over eight and a half receiving touchdowns. Important receiving touchdowns. Derrick Henry under 1525 rushing yards. And then the NFL rushing yards lead a little bit of a long shot here. Jonathan Taylor plus 1200. R.J. Titans over nine and a half wins. Jaguars under six wins. And then he agrees with that long shot. Jonathan Taylor plus 1200. Then the Maestro bringing up our anchor Titans to win the division and then Titans to make the playoffs as well. Of course, if they win the division, they will indeed make the playoffs regardless of their record. All right. That'll do it on the AFC South. Get your plays in as soon as you watch this because my guys move the market. And these numbers, I guarantee you, they will change. So with that said, you've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these tickets straight to the pay window. For the maestro, for RJ, for Prop Stars, love having him here on the show. And for the jeweler who puts it all together here at the brand, I am the coach. We're here every single day, every single sport. It's called The Early Edge. Good luck. Good luck.